Dog, and welcome to the 26th ever episode of Any Ideas, the podcast about coming up with a podcast, and the first ever episode of The Barkcast, uh, the podcast you are positively mutts about. Uh, I am Mitch Kreitzman alongside my co-host Jordan Kreitzman, and uh, Jordan, I know you're a little sick this week. How are you holding up? <clears throat> I think I've got the flu. I went to the doctor today. I can't go back to work until Friday. My name is Jordan. Uh, in case you couldn't tell, that was not Jordan. I'm um, sure they could not tell because I killed it. Jordan does actually have the flu, uh, which is why we came up with that great improvised comedy bit. Um, but he is being replaced for the week um, by my lovely wife, Dustin. Or maybe permanently replaced... I suppose we could put out a poll for it, but I don't think Jordan would be very happy about that. Um, So I wanted to give you a pilot that I felt like you could really hit out of the park. And for that matter, one that a lot of people could, because I think it's something very universally loved. Um, Now, that said, I know you listen to the podcast quite a bit. You're not fully caught up because you don't completely respect me as a human um, but do you have any big ideas that you want to share for the podcast before we get into things? You didn't tell me I was going to be able to do that. No, I haven't thought about anything. Okay. Well, I, I just didn't How know if you, you had anything weighing on you that you wanted to share. That's well, all. the audience knows that BuzzFeed was my idea. Yes, that's true. End of list our most recent idea to um do like relaxing reality shows oh, yeah. that was your idea and i didn't give you credit for it at yeah. the moment so i just said that because i want to hear somebody talk about the reality shows that i like to watch right exactly um well like i said i wanted to give you one that i felt like was something you cared a lot about and could do a really good job with so that's why we're here with the bar cast um for those who may not remember what the bar cast was uh Essentially, it's just all about dogs, uh, anything dog-related um, that we want to cover in any given week. Now, this week, I basically decided we were going to cover uh, our combined experience with being dog owners over the course of our lives. So, most recently, it's the two dogs that we have together, but uh, we both have a history with dogs uh, that goes back before that. So, that's kind of what we're going to talk about um, before we get into the history of things, um, tell me a little bit about just your general feelings on dogs. Obviously, oh. they're positive, but I want to hear maybe specifically how dogs make you feel and how they impact your life. I would give dogs a nice tail wag because I love them and I've always loved them. I haven't had a up-down relationship with dogs my best friend is afraid of big dogs, so I've got to be careful about that. And dogs that, like, jump up on you. So seeing her react to that sometimes is like, oh, do I need to be, you know, should I be feeling like that? But no, I like it when okay. dogs are all over me. I think that's great. I think um, tail wag is a good rating system that we could use for the barkcast. Sure. So, like, um, if something was kind of down the middle... We'd like give it a sniff, uh, saying if like a dog I'm not, was down the middle. We're gonna rate dogs. It, it, we're not ra- we're rating dog related things, maybe. Oh, okay. Like uh, like maybe maybe we do an episode about the movie Air Bud and okay. we give it a rating. Okay. So it could be like, uh, we like it. It's a tail wag. Okay. We're kind of down the middle. Not sure about it. It maybe it's a sniff, because that's kind of dog's way of being like I'm not sure about Curious. this. Curious. Sure. Trying to figure it out. Um, if they don't like it, is would we think maybe that's a snarl, or a like, bite? Or like a leg raise, like you're oh, peeing. Oh, like you're peeing on it, yeah. that's good. And you know what I would give that? Any movie where a dog dies, I'm giving a leg raise Absolutely. automatically. I'm going to pee all over it. Yes. Not on board. I'm going to pee all over that. 
So we are absolutely on the same page when it comes to dogs. Uh, You're more into dogs than I am. Because I'm not going to sit for truly hours and just watch dog videos of dogs kind of doing the same thing. And they're not dogs I know. That's true. You're much more connected to dogs in person than you are like dog videos on the internet or like dog Instagram accounts. To be quite frank, cat videos are more entertaining to me because they're just unpredictable versus dog videos, which are cute. It's just a dog doing something cute, and you know what I mean? Versus a cat, oh, what's going to happen here? Because cats are crazy. But there are, like, the ones where, like, dogs talk, you know? Yeah, I don't care for that. Those don't really do anything for you? Well, in the right context, if it's got that vine energy, I can hop on board. Finally, we have someone on the podcast who understands vine. Every time I bring up vine references to Jordan, he's not very happy about it. He's just too Um, old. I once I once mentioned back at it at Krispy Kreme, oh, and yeah. it turned into about a two minute conversation sure. of me explaining what it was. Because you and I are so young. Yes. Yes. We're, very hip. We're young millennials. That's right. Jordan, you know, Jordan's in his late thirties at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is going to be a great opportunity to make fun of Jordan a lot, yeah. um, and we will shoehorn that in whenever possible. So, um, you know, we both love dogs, have a long history with dogs. So let's get started with your dog history mm-hmm. up until where we're at right now with our dogs. Absolutely. So I come from a family of five humans. I've got two sisters and my mom and dad. And when I was younger, we lived in a location that's not important, but we, in our first no, house. No, please share. <laughs> in our first house. Um, We had two dogs, and I was probably seven when we had to put them down. Um, They were uh, German Shepherds my parents had adopted from the Humane Society, Sadie and Molly, two girls, and they had to be put down because German Shepherds get really bad um, hip problems, hip dysplasia. Does that seem correct? I I believe that is correct. That's sort of a bigger dog thing in general. Um, and this is definitely something we would do if the BarkCast became the permanent podcast, is doing episodes focused on specific breeds of dog. Mm-hmm. So we would do a whole episode on German Shepherds and how Jordan is terrified of them. Oh, poor um, I love German Shepherds. I and I do. do remember, like, sledding down our hill in the back and the dogs being excited and, like, chasing us and kind of biting at us. But that did not, you know, give me a negative uh outlook on big dogs i was like oh this is fun we're having fun even though i was probably i was a little scared um i will say so they were put down um not at the same time but like close in time and i think my parents took turns on going to get them um put down at the vet so what are your thoughts on that do you think it's like okay it's your job this time and then i'll do it like to just do it by yourself well we've already agreed we're going to be getting them put down in the home. In the home, yeah. So I, we don't really have to think about it, fortunately. Right. I if, just thought for the sake of the podcast, we might rehab well, that discussion. That's silly, first of all. <laughs> all right, um, No, but I think it's hard to say because ultimately I don't think you're actually seeing the final moment when you take the dog to the vet. Yeah. You, you kind of have uh, yeah, your I'm goodbye sure. and then they do the rest. I, I think is that's my understanding of how it goes. I don't think you're right. I think, you think so? I think you sit with them until they take their last breath. I think we would both need to be there. Yeah. If that's what was going on. Yep, I agree. I think my parents just felt they had to do that because someone had to be home with their kids. Well, yeah. And they weren't going to bring us. Right. That's understandable, so that makes sense. Yeah, and I kind of remember it was sort of like, okay, say goodbye to the dog, but not say goodbye, we're taking them to be, you know, put right. down. But just say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> And my par- my dad and my parents being upset. And I'm like, I don't understand. Why are we crying? Yes. So you had Molly and Sadie. Yes. German Shepherds loved. I would love to get a German Shepherd or a bigger dog again in the future. I think but we're I on think- the same page there. Yeah. Getting a bigger dog eventually. Yeah. Um, And then, so that w- I was like seven, let's say, when they passed. We moved houses when I was in sixth grade, which is 11, 12. Uh, sixth grade would be like 11. Okay. And then we got our, we moved with a new dog. Okay. So we were about to move. Um, my parents got a dog from my dad's coworker who had gotten this dog, I think because her husband had just passed 
And so she had three boys and she just kind of wanted sort of an uplifting presence in the home, I think. That's a great piece of advice for people out there. Do not get a dog for an occasion, positive or negative, meaning like, don't buy people dogs for to Christmas. Something, yeah. Don't buy people dogs as like a birthday present because ultimately if you're trying to surprise them, that could go very south. But I would say if you guys are already talking about getting a dog and you want well, a dog and you're yes. like, okay, I'm going to get it Agreed. for it. But on the flip side, don't try to buy a dog as a coping mechanism when you're going through a negative period in your right. life. Like... uh there's just a lot of cases where that that might be the case. Yes. So so that was the case for this situation, if I'm recalling right. Um, and it wasn't that long ago because, as I've said, I'm very young. And um, he, so she had gotten the dog for her kids, and then there were it was she had like three boys under the age of 13 or something, and they were just pretty rough with the dog, and like she didn't feel like she had enough time because she was juggling being a, a newly you know a widowed mom. So. Um, my dad ended up taking her and her name was Casey and she was a pug rat terrier mix. And my mom was quoted to say, she's so ugly, she's cute. Which is 100% accurate. Yes. Um. So we got her. Oh, so Sadie and Ma- Molly, I should also say, were older dogs. Not el- not um, senior dogs, but they weren't puppies. Casey was basically a puppy when we got her because they had just gotten her as a puppy. And then it was like, okay, we have a puppy. This is too much. I've got a puppy and three boys and I'm a single mom. That's way too much. Um, So we took her in. We moved with her. Um, I remember my sister cried because she was so excited. She really wanted a dog. Um, And we took her to our new house. She was great. I don't have any huge like crazy stories about her. She was just, I mean, she had puppy energy, right? But she was a good dog. Um, and she like she really liked licking people's legs. Oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot legs, about that. That was if, so nasty. Especially if they had been like working out yeah. so she could like lick the salt off yes. people's legs if they yeah. were sweaty. If my, if my mom would be like laying on the floor doing sit-ups, she would be all over her. It was just sick, nasty. Uh, she would snore while she was awake. Oh, yeah. That's one of my biggest memories of her. um, Yeah. Portly, right? Portly is a very positive way to put it. Yep. Um, She would get the zoomies. You know, you see dogs do that, which I love. I love when dogs do that. I think that's the chaotic energy I need in my life. Zoomies is one of the greatest dog things that there is. Yes. Um, So we had her when I turned, when I was in sixth grade. um, And then in... I want to say eighth grade, seventh. So a year or two later, we got um, a dachshund. My mom grew up with dachshunds. Her, so my grandma loved dachshunds um, and different like names like Shotzi was I would always hear about. I feel like my grandma would like rename dogs Shotzi. Sure. Jezebel, like very German. Just bizarre names. Yeah. Dachshund names in my head. Um and so my mom's obsessed with dachshunds and we've heard about um through my aunt who knew um, a breeder had just had a litter of dachshunds and so my dad was out of town I want to say for a fishing trip and my mom was like okay well let's just drive up it was probably like a two-hour drive she's like well we'll just drive up and see them like all right mom we're gonna drive two hours to look at a puppy give me a break um I think my mom called my dad just to like let him know that she was driving to see him, see the puppies. And he was like, oh my God, what is this? Okay. He was probably drunk on a lake somewhere ice fishing. Um, so we got there. Of course, we left with a dog. We got the runt of the litter. Um, her name was Callie. I really wanted to name her a Christmas name because she was born on Christmas Eve. Sure. But that did not happen. So like, so we had um, Callie and Casey, which I gotta say, not my favorite dog names. So like, what would be some Christmas related Holly. dog names? Holly, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bell, I would say. I would argue like a Jingle Bell, Jingle, Dancer, Prancer, yeah, mm-hmm. Rudolph, Dasher, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, Santa Claus. I don't care for that. Tree, Mrs. Claus. That's kind of cute. Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Santa baby. Okay. That's too horny. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, no, thank you. I think tree is a good one, though. Okay. Noel. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's a real one. Um, Co- cookie. Sure. 
roast ham. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I, I just like thinking about Christmas. Brandy slush. That's, a, that's I think a that, Christmas that might be a family specific. Yeah, yeah, but if we're uh, <laughs> talking roasted ham. White elephant. Oh, there we go. It's a dog now we're man. talking. Uh, drunk Please. fights. <laughs> Please proceed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so, okay, got our Christmas wiener dog took her home we told my dad that she was three hundred dollars she was in fact six hundred dollars so we pulled I'm one surpri- over i'm on surprised him. she wasn't more actually i agree i don't know if it was because she was the runt of the litter or it wasn't like a well-known breeder what the situation may be but i know that you could pay out the butt for you know pure red dogs which is outrageous if mm-hmm. we want to dive into that that may be another bark cast episode adopt don't shop yeah. could be its own podcast yeah. entirely yes so, which my parents had the history of adopting, so Callie was the one exception. Right. Um, and, I, but my parents have been quoted to say they would never go to the Humane Society again, because I, they think it, I think they thought it was too hard to go and see all the dogs, and it just really hmm. tugs at your heartstring, which was not the emotion that I had Yeah, I when wouldn't say gone. that was our experience. No, because... Whenever we've gone, there's been so many people looking and like we've seen dogs get adapted so quickly. Um, It's been more of an uplifting experience, I would say, to know that people are there doing it. But I guess you don't know, like, again, it could be somebody going in for a quick adopt because it's a cheaper alternative to, you know, buying a... Right, and there's not as much of a vetting process because they're trying to sort of get the dogs in and out. Right, and and you know you don't have costs up front about getting them fixed or vaccinated because those are all taken care of but anyway so um off my tangent about that so we got callie and she is a little angel we still so casey is now passed um she passed a year ago i think it's almost two almost two years ago she passed at 13 Mm -hmm. and now callie is just turning 13 she turned 13 on christmas yeah you've got a better memory than i do um and so we've had her for 13 years, and she loves to swim, which we didn't realize until like kind of later in her life that she really likes being in the lake, and she'll dive down with her little, um, you know, hunter snout, because uh, dachshunds are sort of like sight hounds or hunters, right? They were they were bred with their long bodies so that they could go into holes, dig right? down into foxholes yeah. while being able to keep their hind legs above ground. Yes, so she will go underwater bury her head in the sand and pull out rocks and bring them onto the shore and then just bark at the rocks and then we'll throw the rocks back in she'll go in and she'll get the rock back and she'll get this is in a lake and she'll get the same rocks yes which is what rocks crazy it's so cute to see her like feel around with her little paws as she's trying to keep her head above water to find the exact rock (laughs) that she wants and then she dives deep and she gets it out and she's so proud of herself and her little tail looks like a little like propeller in the water some little engine or something she's very impressive in some ways and very annoying in others is that what you're gonna say just like the most like pathetic pampered dog in the world in other ways yes yes correct she's one of those dogs who will go to a spot and whine at you until you come over like she won't come to you to get pet she's like no i'm gonna whine over here and you have to come over here or i'm gonna lose it um and now and then she realized that she likes bathtubs because i think we put her in them because like well she loves the water so much let's try a bathtub because we're not up by the lake all the time and sometimes it's winter time and she doesn't understand that because she's a dog. So we put her in the bathtub, obsessed with it. We I got her little um, bath toys like for babies. Oh my gosh, she goes nuts over them. And we'll take those bath toys on walks because she's lazy to keep her motivated to keep walking. We'll just toss them so that she runs over to them. Um, anyways, she's a cutie patootie. So those are my kind of history with family dogs um, growing up. Yeah. Well, for me personally, my family didn't own a dog until I was, I believe, 11 years old. Uh, because your mom is not a dog person. My mom, for the longest time, was definitely not a dog person. She's still very selective with yeah. the dogs that she likes, obviously including my family dog, um, and now our dogs that we have. Um, but she definitely is picky when it comes to dogs. Um, we'll get into that when we talk about when we got my family dog. Now, there's I have dog history before we got the family dog. 
Oh. Growing up, my intrigue. Growing up, my whole life, my dad's mom. Oh, sure. My grandma. So it's not your history. Well, I, we would see her a lot, okay. and we even lived with her for a little while. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. My whole life, she's been breeding Chihuahuas. Now, she's in her late eighties. Now she only has a few left at this point. Um, but at a time, you know, she would have dozens of them. Um, and, you know, she would get a lot of money from them. Uh, so we're talking like like a Filipino celebrity once bought a dog off her. She's had dogs win like the Westminster Dog Show on like multiple occasions. Um, very like crazy dog breeding. Like it's the kind of stuff that you don't actually know anyone who does it, right. but except that we do. Um, when my dad was growing up, she bred Irish wolfhounds, which are like the polar opposite of chihuahuas. Right. Very, very, t- very large dogs and chihuahuas are obviously very tiny. Yeah. Um, but because of my dad's long history with dogs and loving dogs as much as I did when we like went to my grandma's house to visit, she would always let us play with the new puppies and stuff. And it was so much fun. Um, so it took years and years, but we finally got my mom in the crack and we got a dog. And the way in which she was picky was basically like, it can only be this specific breed. It can only be this size. It can't shed, etc. So that's why we ended up with a Shih Tzu. It was also from a breeder. Um, now, it was, I think it was literally advertised like in a newspaper or something. That's how long ago this was. Um, and it was like in a trailer park in Tennessee. Um <laughs> We were originally going there to see a girl dog that was part of the litter, and she literally was had gotten bought when we like got there, the one w- that we had gotten there to see, and so there was only one left in the litter, and it was basically like the bully of the litter, like by far the biggest. Um, but I mean, th- these are Shih Tzus, so that's not saying much, um, and. So my mom still wanted to get him, so we did, um, and that's how we got Bogey. Um, many people might think that's named after golf, but it is not. It is named after former Milwaukee Bucks center Andrew Bogut. Uh, at the time, we really thought he was going to be something and didn't quite work out. But that said, we've had a lot of good years with Bogey the dog. He turned 13 in August, still going strong. Can't hear or see super well, but... Um, and I would just say he looks like an old dog yes. to me when you see him. He absolutely does. His his eyes are kind of cloudy, mm-hmm. and he, he's like squinting all the time, and he just moves real slow. And, he gets a lot of those growths, those little... Yes, he does. ...boils, or whatever you want to call them, um, that old dogs get. Skin tags, kind of. And he was never a super energetic dog. So from that aspect, it doesn't feel very different. But it is interesting to sort of see how the years have changed in that way. Um, but a lot of good years with him. Um, he was always a very nice dog. He didn't like me very much in a lot of cases. Because you were a little shit kid. Well, yeah. I, when we got him, obviously being 11, I and it being our first dog, there yeah. was a lot of stuff I didn't know about right. how to you know, treat dogs. And I was never mean to him in any way, but I would always try to pick him up because I wanted to be very affectionate with him and he didn't like being picked up so he'd get real mad at me and then I would be sad because I just wanted him to like me <laughs> he still kind of growls at you if you try to pick him up now yeah um but all that kind of leads up to us getting our dogs mm-hmm. um so that kind of starts back in June of 2018 or I guess technically July of 2018 we moved into our house that we're in now in June of 2018, and we pretty much decided immediately that we wanted to get a dog. Um, well, I think we always knew we wanted a dog. I thought we were going to wait longer than we did to actually get one. Like, I wanted to just kind of settle into the house and not kind of rush into another responsibility, but I think we both realized, like, it just affected me more than I thought it was going to, to not have a dog in the home, because I'd always right, basically right. had one. And... A big point of contention for a long time right. was that you wanted to get specifically the oldest dog at the Humane Society. Yeah, I put it on my um, Secret Santa gift idea list for our Christmas 
um, exchange with your family that I wanted, in quotations, the oldest dog at the Humane Society. And I have still not had a family dog pass away. So the thought of getting dogs where it seems like, you know, you're basically on a countdown clock the second you have them, like, was very sad to me and yeah. even though it's like a noble thing i and just then, didn't yeah. feel like i was the person to do it i would always counter with you so that's sad but what's more sad is thinking about a dog on his last legs being alone in the humane society possibly passing away in the humane society and not ending his life in the home of a loving family like that's outrageous well we ultimately went with what you wanted yes. so it's fine we did in uh in july of 2018 um we got from the humane society the captain um originally originally named pablo because he is a chihuahua mix and people think it's very funny to name chihuahuas mexican names right we were not going to be the white couple that has a chihuahua named pablo exactly so we named him captain because we feel that he looks a bit like a withered old ship captain he really does so his his fur is primarily brown but his face has a lot of white to it, like in his snout and around his eyes. And he was astray a couple times, and he sort of yes. has the air of like a, I don't have a home, I'm, <laughs> I'm a nomad. Um, he's currently asleep on the couch right now. Um, he knows that he's in a spot we don't want him in right now yeah. because we have a dark green couch and his fur super thick and he sheds like crazy i would never be the kind of person that limits where my dogs can be but i do try to steer him into other comfy spots around the living room and it's like he knows where i'm trying to put him he knows that he we don't want him in certain spots on the couch and that's where he ends up but i'll allow it um but he's asleep right now and he looks very comfortable where he is so who are we to say otherwise absolutely um it really didn't take him long to get comfortable in our house, and um, he's always been a very independent dog, so there wasn't really any separation anxiety factor. He's one of those dogs that likes to sit near you, but doesn't need to be touching you, likes to be in your presence, but also likes his own space. He'll hide under our ottoman um, if things are too loud, or if just if he wants to, or if someone's in the house that he doesn't like. Um, it took him a long time to drink water, which I remember being yes. very anxious about. And the vet, when we took him, was like, you know, dogs can last longer without water than you think. And I'm like, well, I don't know, because it's felt like a week and he hasn't drinking any water. And I tried putting, like, Gatorade or some tricks. Yeah, they always recommend, like, chicken broth or Gatorade or something like that to get him to drink it. And he was like, no way, not today. Um but also I also refused to eat dry food, so we yes. had to get him wet food. That was sort of part of the insane slippery slope that have that's led to where we are now in terms of how we feed our dogs. Partly, yeah. Um just the fact that when we got him from the Humane Society, they basically told us, well, he re- really doesn't eat the dry food at all. He only eats uh, the canned food. So we were like, all right, well, I guess we're going to be feeding him canned food and um We've come a long way since then, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. But um, so we had him. um, And he's like the perfect dog. And that was the other thing about getting a senior dog, because we both work. My job is fairly flexible, but I'm not in the home, you know, for five to seven hours a day. Um, So having a dog that didn't need constant attention was really important to us. That was more independent, obviously not a puppy. So he's like very low maintenance, very easy going um, doggo. So he was a perfect first dog for us. Yeah, and I don't don't think I specifically mentioned he was 11 when we got him. He's 12 now. Um, And when we went to the Humane Society specifically to see him, uh, he played hard to get. (laughs) <laughs> and we liked that about him. He just sort of laid on the little dog bed that they had for him in the room yeah. and couldn't be bothered to do anything. Like raised his head up, saw it was us, and laid back down. <laughs> like that's all right. We don't. Like, you don't interest me. Do you yeah. have food? Uh, I don't care. Yeah, he gave up like immediately. Um, but now he gets so excited when we get home. Yes, he makes his little yelps, yelpy noises, jumps up on us, which I'm sure is all food up. driven because he knows we feed him. Yes. But he does that thing where he like buries his face into you, mm-hmm. like really leans into you, which I love. Um, I love 
giving him scratches. He has very good fur for scratches. You can just fur that gets everywhere when well, you scratch. Well, yeah, him. but you can just like really like dig into his fur and you can yeah. tell how much he likes it. Yeah. Um but he got very comfortable here very quickly, I yeah. would say. He never really had any issues with getting comfortable in the house or anything like that. I will say he's a dog that likes to be in his home, though, because when yes. we take him into other places, it takes him a while to get comfortable. He doesn't like to be around a lot of other people. He likes. He gets very excited when people come into our home. Um, he'll go up to them. He's excited. But when we bring him other places, he's less likely to go up to other people, um, and he doesn't really get comfortable in new environments very quickly at all. For sure. Um, I think it was, so we had originally tried to, um, see if he was willing to go in a crate. Oh, um, yes. and he was definitely not Mm-mm. interested in it. He wouldn't like, um, he wouldn't like whine while he was in it or anything, but he was very hesitant to go in yeah. and just wasn't really into it. And so. Cause I always grow up, my dogs, we crate trained them and they really liked their crates. It was like their safe haven, their cave that they wanted right. to, um, so that was kind of my experience with dogs, and you could tell that he was not comfortable being in a crate right. and hadn't really grown grown up being in crates, and we don't know what sort of home situation right. he had. But because he spent most of the day sleeping anyway, um, we weren't really worried about him being around the house by himself out in the open during the days. Yeah, I think we created him one day, and then the yeah. next day I was like, well, let, I'm only out of the house for like three hours. I'll leave him uncrated and see. And right, like, and he was fine, fine, so it didn't matter. And then at night... I probably within a week, he started sleeping under the covers yeah. at in first bed. He would go under our bed. Yes. And then he started coming and like hopping up to get picked up onto the bed, which mm-hmm. was very exciting when he wanted to do that. Oh yeah. And then eventually would come by my head and I lifted the covers and he'll just go and bury himself right in there. And he does this little um, paw scratches at the bed to make himself comfortable in it and. Yeah. Um, Pretty much everyone that, you know, has met him, has loved him. He's very, um, he can be very warm with people, I would say. Mm-hmm. He doesn't always come off like he would be, but he is. Um, and so, you know, we had the, we had about a year with him in the house, just the one dog. And it wasn't too long before we started thinking about the possibility of if we would want to get a second dog and how he would feel about it. Um, this was another situation where we were sort of on opposite sides of the fence. You didn't think it'd be an issue to get a second dog. You thought he would get used to it. It wouldn't be an issue. I was nervous about him just because, um, you know, he'd had such a hard life already up until that point. What are we going to do if we get this other dog? And then he's, you know, miserable, um, I was just very nervous about and I knew, what it could have ended up being. And my thought process was like, we were not going to get another dog that we thought was going to put him in that situation. You know what I mean? We right. Were, we were only going to get a second dog if, if it was the right fit for us. Right. So then in July of 2019, just uh, seven months ago, uh, we went to the Humane Society and got Joey. Because my sister had sent me, she's like a constant um, Humane Society prowler, much like Mitch's, um, looking at the dogs that are there, constantly wanting to be updated on what dogs are, you know, available. Yes, and... And she's always sending me screenshots of other dogs, like, oh, you want another dog? And I'm like, okay, Elena. Um, but she sent me a screenshot of Joey. Yes. And I was like, oh, we're getting this dog. We're going... And, to get this dog. And Joey is even older than Cap. He had just turned 13 when we went to see him at the Humane Society. And I was like, okay, we already have an old dog. We're going to get an even older <laughs> dog than our first old dog. Because my, my thought originally was, okay, we'll get an old dog. And then we'll get not like a puppy, but a younger dog. So that it's kind of the cycle of, you know, once that dog that was originally younger gets older and it's just that dog, then we get another younger dog, and that's just kind of how it goes. Um, but no, we got a 13-year-old <laughs> dog who uh, was in the exact same little uh, holding room that uh, Cap was in when we got him. Yeah. Um, and when we first went there, we thought Joey was going to be much the same way that Cap was when we saw him in the room. He seemed very tired, like couldn't be bothered. Um, but then after interacting with him a little bit, he was clearly very like affectionate. 
and then they let us sort of take him into the back room to play with them a little bit, and he was immediately just super playful. Running around, we're throwing a ball, he's chasing it, he's slipping all over because the floor is kind of slippery and he's got long fur on his feet, so he's kind of flying all over the place, jumping up on us, acting like a puppy, truly, Yes, for a 13-year-old. Absolutely. Um, And he is, we found out later, a Shih Tzu poodle mix. So he has... Um, you know, we have to get him groomed occasionally and he doesn't shed. Um, but I think part of the way that his, um, hair is sort of colored, it's almost like a, um, like light brown and gray kind of all over. So if his face does show like any white at all, you can't really see it. And he just looks like a young dog. Yeah. Um, he's currently not asleep, but he is laying like he was just asleep. He's on his little dog bed next to the couch um, do you want to tell the story of what we know about him, like before we got him? Like why he was in the Humane Society, right? So his we the person who was doing our adoption process for us at the Humane Society let us know that he was brought in to be euthanized by his former family. Um, the reasons that they said to bring him in was because his breath smelled and he was like sleepy all the time, and they just thought he was sort of past his. Uh, you know, quality of life, I guess. And the Humane Society was like, absolutely not. He will be eligible for adoption. Um, and they pulled out a couple of his teeth. He had not been neutered at this point, and he was brought in at 13. So they neutered him, got him up to date on whatever vaccines and stuff, um, and pulled out those teeth. And so I don't know what he was acting like, you know, before we met him. But when we met him, he was acting like a very healthy, happy dog Mm -hmm. um and my hypothesis is something that maybe he had because he's an older dog maybe he had an older owner that maybe passed away and then whoever relative was not willing to continue caring for him or something it's very bizarre it's hard for me to wrap my head around what kind of environment this would have been for this dog to be brought to the humane society um but we bring joey home and he just is so happy from like the beginning. Um, he's like a hundred percent a dog. Yes, so, like I want it. like dog energy. Very Every much. like dog stereotype yes. is him. Very, but Joe like very cartoon dog, and Cap is more like almost part cat. I like to yes. say like more standoffish, does his own thing. It um it took him a little. It took Cap a little while to get used to Joey. Not in a way he was where outraged when we brought him the yes, first night. He wasn't super aggressive at any point or anything, but if Joey would get close to him, he'd be very suspicious. Yeah. And he hid under his ottoman, we like to call it his hidey hole. Yes. As soon as Joey was in the room, wouldn't come out to sit by us at night and stuff. But it truly was just that night. And then the next day already it seemed like he was more adjusted. Yeah. It was it was a little bit of a gradual process, but it didn't take very long mm-hmm. for him to be seem just as comfortable as he was before. And now what? It's been seven months, you said? Yep. And now they, like, lay next to each other. They, yes. You know. I would say really the only time now that Cap will get a little feisty with him is if maybe Cap is tired or even asleep and Joey will, you know, like, step right on him or get right in his face or something and he just doesn't like that also i'll say when we first get so when we first brought him to the house remember we met him outside yes and had them like walk up to each other sniff a little bit and then walk past and then you're supposed to just do that and have them meet for a little bit longer Mm -hmm. each time and truly they like couldn't care about each other because they were just really excited to be outside and they were like smelling the trees and all this stuff and just wanted to walk because they're both very much dogs that love to walk which Mm -hmm. i mean most dogs do so they just love to be outside and to be walking. So they really could care less about each other when we were trying to do the meeting yeah. outside of the and house. And I would, I would say for the most part, that's how they are with each other around the house now even. Um, when I come home, they're usually sleeping next to each other. Yeah, they're like they're like friendly, Yeah, but they definitely aren't like best friends or anything. They don't play together. But right. Cap doesn't really play. No, he's not a playful dog general. at all. We bought him toys and he just never did a single thing Does with them. Does not care. Um, Joey will get a little playful he gets zoomies sometimes mm-hmm. and he gets a little bitey yes i like that but because but he only has playful. like two teeth you know it doesn't make a difference <laughs> right. um so yeah that's kind of how things have been in the last seven months literally everybody loves joey 
we can take him anywhere and he'll be happy. Mm-hmm. He just is so... They're, they both are barkers, though, as yes. far as, like, we have a big picture window and I put little benches so that they can sit by the window because they love it. Um, and if people are walking by or if a car goes by, they're very much the really yippy, uh, crazy, go-off dogs, uh, especially when these pugs that live by us um, get walked by I they have, go insane i have actually told this on the podcast before yeah, I've heard, that's right, i I've think i told it when i was pitching this idea oh there you go um but yes they're some our enemies someone the pugs. That, someone that lives near our house uh they have two pugs one that's like your typical beige pug color and one that's like a black pug they both look a little older yeah they like look old bigger pugs um and whenever they get walked down the street our dogs just completely lose it. Like they're very much barkers, but when those dogs are in their viewpoint, yeah, it they sounds just like somebody is intruding our house. Yes. Um, the way that they're reacting. But yeah, but I mean, I can't stress enough how you know good our experience has been with getting our two dogs and how well everything has worked out. They haven't had any health problems except for. Joey, who ate chocolate yes, during so, Halloween, and we had to bring him to get his stomach pumped. Right. The, the context of, of that is that, you know, the first year just having Cap, Cap is very much food-driven, but he doesn't try to take your food. And he doesn't eat things that don't, like, we'll try to give him a chip, and he'll sniff it and turn it. Like, he's very picky about the kind yes, of foods he's, he's very picky. Eat. Um, oh, yeah, that's something that we, I hadn't, I had forgotten that I wanted to bring up. We started with just feeding Cap like canned dog food, and we sort of learned that that's not really that good for him. There was, and there wasn't. I just read somewhere that there's like zero nutrients right. in that. It's mostly water, and it just. Which was part of why he wasn't drinking water because he was getting like right. enough water from his food. Right. But then you know we tried some alternatives for what uh non like dry dog food like there's stuff that's refrigerated and all this different stuff and. Um, between Cap being so picky and Joey having a very sensitive stomach, what we ended up doing is what we do now, which is literally just cooking their food uh, every few days. So right well, we now... we started that because Joey got his stomach popped, Right. And so, the vet recommended if he has an upset stomach moving forward that you can give him a very plain diet of chicken and rice. Yes. And I was like, well, we're just going to be proactive and make that. And they went like crazy for it they were like this is delicious and by the way quick sidebar if you can hear that in the background that's cap scratching the couch trying to make it more comfortable um it's like he knows we don't want him there anyway um yes so because cap is very picky and doesn't really try to ever eat human food um around halloween we had out a bowl of candy that was accessible to the dogs not thinking about the fact that we hadn't really done that with joey before right not knowing not how he would handle it because we've never had to worry about cap so it just wasn't in our forefront and i had already left for work for the day um and you were still at home or you were upstairs and then you came downstairs and found a bunch of reese's wrappers that's what was in the bowl um well, what happened then? So they, I had found like recess scattered around. Right. So he had like taken them out of the bowl, but they weren't like chewed up. They were just like kind of misplaced. And there were a couple of like wrappers, but like we had eaten some and left the wrappers in the bowl. And it truly hadn't looked like there was much moved around. Like, so in, in my head, I was like, oh, it looks like maybe he just kind of picked it up, brought it somewhere because it smelled like food and was like, oh, I can't really eat this and just kind of left it there. So you had to go to work. And I kind of looked in his br- like his mouth. There was no wrappers in his mouth. Mm-hmm. His mouth didn't really smell like peanut butter to me. Like Right. So you you had to go to work, so you had to leave. And you, but I told you. About yeah, it. and you, you thought maybe, if anything, he had like three or four. Yeah, I was trying to do some math. <laughs> and you said like, um, you like weren't sure if we should take him to the vet. Um, and I just sort of had a gut feeling that I was like, I should just go home and take him to the vet. Like, it's not worth the risk. Your intuition. And so our vet hadn't opened for the day yet, so I had to literally take him to, like, an animal, like, emergency room. And 
I take him in there and they start, you know, making him vomit and stuff. And they like bring in, I'm, I'm like waiting just to hear what's going on. And they bring in like this container just full of like undigested Reese's and wrappers and right. stuff. And that wasn't even all of it. Like he'd had a ton. Yes. And I was like, well, I'm very glad that I brought him in. So, you know, fortunately we got him there quick enough that he was okay but they like had to completely, you know, pump his stomach and keep him there all day to make sure he was okay and it mm-hmm. hadn't gotten into his system. And then when we went to pick him up, he's like running around, yes. totally unaffected. And that's like literally just the kind of dog that he is. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't let a single thing bother him. Um, but I mean, that's like our experience with having these dogs has just been so positive. Yeah. I think they're the perfect dogs for us, especially in this time of our life, because they will go out for walks with us and they're so excited and they can be active in that way, but they're also really easy and like yes. happy to just kind of sleep all day. And and I, I think they're definitely in a position where they can still have ha- happy, healthy lives for a few more years yet. Yeah. And I'm very happy about that. Um, and it's just very nice to have them. Did um, you talk about, so we made them chicken and rice for oh, a while. Yes. And then we switched to do, because the rice kind of started upsetting their stomach. Um, they stopped kind of digesting it because we kind of switched rice. And I think we got like the long rice and whatever. Um, and so then we switched to turkey and sweet potatoes sweet potatoes because it was around Thanksgiving. And I thought that was very fun and festive for them to celebrate the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started doing... Uh, turkey, pumpkin, because pumpkin's supposed to be good fiber for dogs, and um, peas, because peas are good vitamin for them. And they just are obsessed with it. And every time I bring it over to my mom's house, because I have to feed them if I'm over there with her, she rolls her eyes at us and thinks that we're the most, um, you know, over-the-top people in the world. But they love it, and I could never take that uh, joy away from them now. Yes, we love our dogs very much, and we feed them like people we spend as much money on their food as we do on our own and um it's worth it though i'm very happy that we do it um so i mean that's pretty much what we wanted to talk about this week before we sort of end the pilot um dustin thought of a fun little segment we could do at the end that sort of promotes what we've been talking about with the whole idea of adopt don't shop we're gonna sort of scroll through the Wisconsin Humane Society's website to currently see what dogs are available for adoption. Uh, so especially if you live in the area and you may be interested in getting one of your own, this is a fun little public service announcement for you. Um, so if you're going to be listening to this close to the release, you know, sometime in the next week, you can follow along with us at wihumane.org and go to their adopt page um, and that's where we'll be getting all these dogs from. Um, so we're just kind of going to talk about who we're seeing here and describe them. And All right. I'm going to pick out the oldest dog because that's my trend. That's my kink. I think I know. I see him. I think it's Reggie. No, Gavin. Where are you seeing At the very Gavin? bottom. Are you in Wisconsin? In the Milwaukee? Oh, yeah. Gavin. Gavin, 11 years old. Reggie's also 11, though, in Green oh, Bay. Sh- oh, you're, I'm sorry. I'm only looking in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. We'll stick to Milwaukee. That's a good idea. All right. Reggie is 11 years old, male, 69 pounds, black. He looks like um, a pit bull mix, maybe, right? Yes. Gavin is very cute. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, got a picture of his tongue out. He says, he says his personality out. is Busy Bee, which yes. is interesting for an 11-year-old. Um, yeah, so that's something fun that the Humane Society does. They match the dogs up by green people, orange people, and purple people. And that's basically the scale of, like, high maintenance to low maintenance. So, like, if you need a more low maintenance dog, you would get purple dog. And if you need a more high, if you are looking for something more high maintenance, you can get a green dog. And a lot of it just comes down to energy level and how closely you need to watch them. And they have certain personality types, like, within that. So personality type Busy B is... I'm natural, playful, curious, and trusting canine. Take me for a big walk every day and give me something to do. After my job's done, I curl up in front of the fire with you in the evenings. I'm a dog on a mission to please you and myself. Now, I'm going to tell you 
who I am a hundred percent on board with, like immediately. Hit me. Uh, and that is Frankie. Frankie is six years old. Coming he, soon, he says. He's he not has, there yet. He has very dark gray hair. It's like charcoal hair. He looks like a Shih Tzu mix, too. He kind of looks to me almost like a Schnauzer mix. Oh, yeah, maybe. He has a little bit of a longer face. Interesting. Um, he's, he's a constant companion. He's 28 pounds, uh, is a That's best a match size. for purple people, so he's low maintenance. And constant companion is I would definitely what Joey is. Yes. Very much just... Is going to be your shadow. Yeah. Joy's will sit, you know, by my feet while I'm doing dishes in the kitchen. Like, he just wants to be near you, which oh, I'm yeah, obsessed for sure. with. And a lap dog. That that was the kind of dog I wanted, so he's perfect. Another dog that's definitely speaking to me right now is Dilbert. Oh, boy. Dilbert is four years old, and he's 16 pounds. Also, a chihuahua? Also a busy bee. He looks like a little bit of a chihuahua. In the picture, his ears are down. So, um, hard to say. yes, it's a little hard to tell. It's only 16 pounds. He's tiny. Um, as always, they have a lot of puppies there right now, but we don't care that much about the puppies. <laughs> the puppies are all going to get adopted anyway. What's the point in advertising that? Um, but a lot of good ones at the Humane Society right now. So if you, if anyone out there in the area is interested about getting a dog, that's where we recommend going. Now, I want to get this wrapped up so that we can go and pet our dogs and probably do some stuff that we need to do, but that's not as important. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sure Jordan will be back next week. I'm not going to make any guarantees because he does literally have the flu. Um, he should be good by Friday. The doctor said, call his bluff. Yeah, if he if he's saying that he's too sick or whatever... Um, you know, I'll say fine. I'll just do one on my own. I don't care. There you go. Um, but you know, we'll probably see Jordan again next week. And uh, keep an eye on our social media this week. We're at Any Ideas Podcast on Twitter and Any Ideas on Facebook. Um, I will probably be posting pictures of all of the dogs that have been referenced today. Uh, it may be a little harder to get pictures of Sadie and Molly, but I'm sure we can manage. Um, we are also at the any ideas pod at gmail.com. If you have any feedback, you need to send us through email. Um, and please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts. And uh, tell somebody out there about what we're doing if you're enjoying it. Um, you know, somebody out there who likes dogs, please send them over our way. We talk about dogs a lot, not just on this pilot. Um, the theme this week was Atomic Dog by George Clinton. Um, I'm sure you already knew that song, so I don't need to tell you to go listen to it. But until next week, remember to make some time for man's best friend. And from our furry family to yours, we hope your week isn't too rough.